Hey everybody, I'm telling you right now, Teresa and I can't wait till we all get together physically again and we can see you and hug you. This whole thing through the camera, man, I, uh, I just, I cannot wait till we're in person with you again, worshiping, singing, and uh, we just, we miss you. We're praying for you every single day And Anchor Church. We love you so much. Uh, I want to, listen, just right now, get prepared, get ready. I want you to take notes today on the sermon. I titled the message, The Trust Test. Anybody just by a show of hands, anybody out there you, you hate, you hate tests. Just by a show of hands, you hate tests. I'm not, I, I wasn't ever a good test taker. I wasn't a good test taker. I would always cram for the test study for the test, but whenever I got to the test, I always panicked. I just, I, I never, I never did good at the test. And if you look in scripture, there's all kinds of stories of people that, that had a test. They were given a, a test. And many of us right now in the middle of a COVID-19 crisis, you're, you're in a test. I don't believe that God sent it, but I do think it's a testing of our faith to see how we're going to respond. And I want to look at the, the New Testament This is a very familiar story. Uh, If you grew up in church, you've probably heard it. If you didn't grow up in church, you've probably heard of this story. But in the New Testament, Gospel of John chapter 11, starting in verse 1, it says this. A man named Lazarus was sick. The Bible says he lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wipe them with her hair. I love that we have a little context here, right? You find out who Lazarus is. He had two sisters, Martha and Mary. Oh, and by the way, Mary's the one who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet. Now, the Bible says this. Her brother Lazarus was sick. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick, which I love the fact that they don't say our brother is sick. Notice, I feel like they're trying to coax Jesus into, into like, hey, listen, just not our brother's sick, but Jesus, like your, your really good friend is, is sick. The Bible says this, but when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus's sickness will not end in death. I love that. Now, remember, he's sick. Mary and Martha get word to Jesus that your friend, Lazarus, not our brother, but your friend is sick. And Jesus says, don't worry, Lazarus's sickness will not end in death. And I thought about this. Um, Be careful that sometimes in your lives, the things that you think are permanent, just be careful because sometimes the permanent things that you think in your life are permanent in God's timeline are only temporary. I love the fact that that, that, that Jesus says, don't worry, Lazarus is not going to end in death. Now, the Bible says this. No, it happened, Jesus said. It's not going to end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. What is Jesus saying? He's like, hey, there's a purpose in this problem. There's a purpose in this pain. The reason why we're about to go through this is because God is going to give glory to me so that I can give glory back to the Father. So maybe right now you may be going through a difficult circumstance, a difficult thing in your life. And remember, just think about this. The purpose might not be just to make you feel like you're down and out, but maybe the purpose is for God to pull you up and out. Now, the Bible goes on to say this. No. So although Jesus loved 
Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. He stayed where he was for the next two days. I want to stop here because I've read this story over and over and over again. And I just read this. I told Teresa the other day, I've never saw this before. But now think about this. Jesus is with the disciples. Mary and Martha get word that, that Lazarus, his friend, is, is sick, right? And Jesus says it won't end in death. As a matter of fact, this is all going to play out so that God gets the glory through all of this. And then the Bible says this, but although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed there for the next two days. And I think this is crazy. He loved them. The Bible says, although he loved them, he didn't do what they said. And I thought, how many of us go through situations in our life where we say to God, well, God, if you loved me, you'd do this. Well, God, if you loved me, you'd solve that. Well, God, if you loved me, you'd take care of that. And love has nothing to do with it. God loves you. God feels your pain. God understands your pain. God knows your pain. But just because he feels it in the present doesn't mean he's going to change it in the future. Because what God understands is your pain. He knows your pain. And the Bible says, although he felt, although he felt, he loved them so much, he knew I'm not going to mess with God's future plan. My present feelings are not going to stop God's future plans. So he does know you. He does love you. He does understand you. But even though he loves you, sometimes things have to play out the way God wants them to play out because it's for your best interest because you don't know what he knows. Now, the Bible says this. Finally, he said to his disciples, Jesus said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. And in John chapter 11, verse 11, then Jesus said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up. Now, remember, word gets to Jesus. Lazarus is sick. He stays a couple more days, does ministry. And and now Lazarus has has died. But the disciples, they don't know he's dead. But Jesus says to the disciples, Lazarus has fallen asleep and I got to go wake him up, which I think is so funny. It's hilarious. Lazarus has just fallen asleep. I've got to go for a couple days and, and wake him up. The disciples said, Lord, If he is sleeping, he will soon get better because they thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus was actually dead. Jesus goes, he's sleeping. And the disciples like, oh, well, can't he just wake himself up? And Jesus was like, guys, you don't get it. He's actually dead. And I just was thinking about this. Isn't it funny how you and I diminish the power of God and humanity all the time? Like God's like, hey, he's dead. Like Jesus goes, he's dead. But I'm going to go back and wake up. And the disciples like, oh, he's he just sleeping. No, he wasn't actually sleeping. He was actually dead. But listen, just because you can't understand something in, in your own natural response, don't think Jesus can't do something in a supernatural response. The Bible goes on to say this. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. The disciples didn't get it. They didn't get it a lot of times. But Jesus goes, guys, he's dead. And for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there. For now, you will really believe. Come, let's go see him. See, I think what's interesting interesting about this whole story is this. Lazarus had died, but the whole reason why Lazarus had died was because Jesus had told him from the very beginning, the reason why Lazarus is going to die is so that my father can get the glory through all this. The reason why Lazarus is dead is so that you can see who I truly am. The reason why Lazarus is dead is so you can understand in today, in this moment, my power. And I thought many of us go through situations sometimes and we have no idea why God is allowing it to happen to us. Maybe the reason why God's allowing you to go through a problem today is not, it has nothing to do with you. 
Maybe God's trying to do something in somebody else around you, in your marriage, with your cousin, with your brother, your sister, a coworker. Maybe the reason why you're going through something difficult is so that God can work a miracle in you so they'll believe. Maybe your problem has nothing to do with you. Maybe it has to do with what God's trying to share with them. And the Bible says this. John chapter 11, it goes on that says this. Then when Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in the grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console Mary and Martha in their loss. And when Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. You got to believe, man, Martha's going out. She's frustrated. She hears Jesus is coming. She's about to give him just a piece of her mind. And Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. Can you imagine? Jesus, we got word to you. If you'd just been here, Lazarus wouldn't have been dead. He, he wouldn't have died. The Bible says this, but right away, Martha says, but even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Man, that right there, that is the trust test. Martha almost failed. Jesus, if you'd have been here, this wouldn't have happened. But I believe today that you have so much power, even though he's dead, you can bring him back to life because you're Jesus. You're the son of God. You can do anything you say. And I believe that was a trust in that moment. That was a trust test. And right now, many of us are going through a test. I believe the church is going through a test. How will you and I respond in the middle of a difficult situation? All that we've been going through with uh, Corona, with, with COVID-19, we're, the church is in a test. And the world's looking to see how you and I will respond to this test. Will we stand strong or will you be like me when I was in middle school and high school taking tests and just and panic and, and freak out? This is, a, this is a test. Who do you trust? Do you trust yourself? Do you trust a coworker? Or do you trust the Messiah? Who, who, who do you trust? See, trust is where true relationship is built. And I believe Mary and Martha knew Jesus. They had a relationship with Jesus. They had seen the miracles he had done. They knew him and they knew where to trust. I mean, that's why when he got sick, when Lazarus got sick, who'd they send word to? Jesus. Jesus, your friend Lazarus, we know you. We have a relationship with you. We know what you do. We know who you are. And Lazarus is sick. You, you gotta come. See, trust is where relationship is built. And I, I've already done a few reasons here why I think we don't trust God. Uh, reason number one is I don't think we trust God because I don't think we know who God really is. I think for a lot of us, we, we don't really know who, who God is. And do you know how you know who God is? You got to get close to who God is. You can't know who God is unless you're connected with who God is. Yeah, I think about like... Um, uh, Teresa and I have been married, you know, 24 years. And um, what's, what's interesting is like we've been married so long that um, she, she finishes my text messages. Like she finishes my, my, my sentences. Like we'll, we'll say something and she'll respond exactly how I was going to respond. Or she'll shoot a text before I can respond back to her. She's like, I knew you were going to say this. And I thought, how in the world does that girl know exactly what I'm going to say? Well, it's because we've spent so much time together, she knows me and she knows how I'm going to respond. And I want to say to you today, if you don't trust God, maybe you don't know God. And how do you get to know God? By spending time with God. 
That's how you get to know God. One of the reasons why we, we just don't trust God is because we don't know God. The truth is God wants to protect you. God wants to take care of you. God wants to provide for you. But if you don't know God, you don't know that about God. How do you get to know that about God? Get in his word. Start talking to God. Start praying to God. Get connected with God and you'll see how you can trust him. Problem number one, we just don't know who he is. Problem number two, the reason why we don't trust God is I believe too many people have let you down. So because people around you have let you down, you think the God above you will let you down. And you can't put the pain of people on the, the position of God. You can't, you can't allow the things that people have done to you to affect your relationship with God to think because they let me down, he will let you down. God can't let you down. He cannot fail you. He can't. You, you know, I think so many times we think, well, I've asked God this question over and over and over again and he doesn't respond. But listen, don't confuse God's silence with God's absence. Just because God is silent doesn't mean he's absent. I remember when I was a kid, I asked my dad the same question a thousand times. He'd answer it one time and I continued to ask him over and over and over again. I'm like, dad, do you not hear me? He's like, just because I don't hear you, right? Just because I'm not answering you doesn't mean I don't hear you. The same response is coming out of my mouth every single time. So don't confuse God's silence with God's absence. God hears you, God knows it, but maybe God just needs you to understand this is where trust is built in the silence. It's not absence, it's silence. And it's okay, but trust God because he can't fail you and God is there. Man, word didn't get back to Mary and Martha. Jesus still did ministry for a couple days. Word got to Jesus that Lazarus was sick. Jesus knew Lazarus was sick, but the whole reason why Lazarus was sick and Lazarus was gonna die is so that God could get the glory from a miracle. Maybe right now the reason why God is silent in this time, maybe you lost your job, maybe something difficult, maybe you don't know how you're gonna pay your bills next month, and maybe you feel like God is silent, but maybe God's gonna give you a better job than you ever thought. Maybe God's gonna give you a better relationship than you ever thought. Don't let the silence equal God's absence because God is still there. You can trust him. He won't let you down. You can trust God because he is around. See, trust isn't always visible. It's just not, it's just not always visible. I wrote that trust isn't, it's not something you just always see. I mean, I could see a chair and sit in a chair and trust is gonna hold me. I can get in my car and press the button and trust is gonna start. But trust isn't always visible. I, mean, I think about, uh, there, there's talk on the news now how they're gonna have a, uh, you know, um, a vaccine for, for the coronavirus here in the fall or maybe beginning of next year. And you know what, that, that vaccine has been tested and you could trust it. Now, when they put it in your body, you're not able to see it work but you trust it to work out because the professionals have tested it. They know it works. And even though you don't see it work, you know it works. How do you know it works? Because the professionals trusted it. You gotta trust Jesus, the professional, to know he can work in your life. Even though you don't see him working, he's working behind the scenes in you and through you to bring glory to his name. So trust him. But trust isn't always visible. You know, trust, I believe, appears with trouble. When you go through trouble, trust appears. And you got to trust in God. When trouble hit Mary and Martha, who'd they trust? Jesus. And trust is where you go for help. Are you going to trust you? Are you going to trust others? Or are you going to trust God? When it all boils down to trust, who are you going to trust? Yourself, others, or God? you got to trust God. Why? Because he never let you down. He's always there. Word got to Jesus from Mary and Martha. Why? Because they knew Jesus would be there. And when he showed up, Martha goes, if you would have been here, this wouldn't have happened. But I trust you enough right now to know that even in the midst of death, you can bring life. You can do whatever you say. It's the trust test, and I trust you in the middle of this test. Do you trust God today? 
I just wrote down some things here that I think you and I, just, just practically speaking, the ABCs, if you will, of how you and I can trust God. Here's the first thing. Allow God to work on your behalf. Allow God to work on your, how do I trust God? Allow him to work on your behalf. First thing uh, Mary and Martha did was they, they got word to Jesus. They realized we can't solve this problem, but Jesus can. We have to have Jesus work on this. Maybe they paid for a doctor. Maybe they paid for medicine, but none of it was working. And they thought, man, we got to get to Jesus. Why? Because we got to allow him to work in our brother's life. He is the person. He's the only one that can do this. I bet they tried other stuff, but they said, you know what? It's all about Jesus. But too many times what we don't want to do is ask for help. If I'm not, When I go to Home Depot and I don't have any idea what aisle anything is on, Teresa says this every single time. She goes, just ask somebody. I don't want to ask somebody. Well, Sean, would you rather get out of here in four minutes or would you rather get out of here in 30 minutes while you're looking to find the product we can just ask somebody for? I'd rather get out of here in 30 minutes and know that I didn't need anyone else's help. Can I get a witness? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't want to ask anybody for directions. I don't want to ask anybody where anything is. Why? Because I, me asking for help means I can't do it. And I find, I'm honest, I, want, I just want to feel like I can solve every single problem. But there's some problems in your life you just can't solve. There's some problems in your life you just can't fix. Lazarus was sick and Mary and Martha couldn't fix it, but they knew we got to get to Jesus. I don't know what you're going through today, but allow Jesus to work in your life because for many of you, you're trying on your own to make it happen and you're trying too hard. Start trusting too hard. It's not a try issue. It's a trust issue. Allow him to work on behalf of your life. The, the second thing I run in here is this. When it comes to trusting God, begin in one area of your life. All right. Allow God to work in your life and begin in one area of your life. Listen, it's hard for a lot of us to trust God. So trust God in one area. Just trust him in one area. You know, I, I was uh, going through this season in my life where like my beard was getting all, all gray. Right. But I had these little black, like little black spots right here. Like and there's people that Teresa and I run into and they say, hey, why do you why do you dye your beard like that? I'm like, I don't dye it like this. You ding dong. I, it just grows like this. I don't know what I'm doing. They're like, is there something wrong with you? Do you take medication? No, I don't take medication. I just have a weird growing beard. I don't know what's happening up here. But but I started using this like little touch of gray thing. You know what I'm talking about? Because Teresa liked the gray, so I put a little touch of gray in there. And when you get the thing, it says try in a small area before you put on your whole beard. Why? Because you want to try in a small area to make sure it's not gonna make the whole thing look kind of funky, you know? And so I tried it a little spot and I'm like, oh, looks pretty good. And I put it on and then Teresa that looked really, really good. And I, and I, I, I couldn't get her off me. That was really, really embarrassing and really, really weird. But, uh, but I'm so glad, I'm so glad I tried it in a little spot. Why? Because it was just a touch of gray, but I had to try it in one spot before I used it all over. Many of you are going, I don't know if I can trust God. Trust him in one area of your life, maybe in your marriage, maybe in your relationships, maybe at your job, maybe with your finances. Trust God in a small area of your life. And I promise you, when you trust God in a small area and he comes through in a small area, you're going to open that up to a bigger area. Trust him. Trust him. God will come through. I love that um, Jesus said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, now think about this. Jesus could have said, if you have faith as small as a, a, uh, a, a grain of sand, he could have said, if you have faith as small as a, a piece of salt, but he didn't. He said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, do you know a mustard seed when planted can grow to a, a 10 foot tall plant? It's interesting to me that Jesus said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, not, not a piece of salt, not a grain of sand. You know why he said a mustard seed? 
because you have to plant a seed. Trust comes in the planting. There's action involved. He just didn't say, if you have faith as small as a piece of sand. No, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, if you trust me and you plant what I give you, it will grow to something you could never even think, dream, or imagine. You have to trust God, plant what he gives you, and watch the production of what comes out of you in the life that God has given you. Just allow him to work in a small area of your life. The third thing he wrote down is this. Consider, when it comes to trusting God, consider all he's done for you. That word consider means to think carefully about. So if you think about all the great things that God has done for you, think about all the good things God's done for you. Even in this moment, God hasn't let you down. He hasn't let you go. God's got you by the hand. So trust him. Trust him that he's working in you and through you. Consider all the things he's done for you. You know, um, when you begin to consider all that God's done for you, you'll allow him to work in other areas of your life. Teresa and I know uh, different people at Anchor Church, and, and they, just, they, they just always come through. And so because they always come through, they always seem to get certain other, like what they come through with, oh, let's give them more. They did, oh, let's give them more. Why? Because you, you, you trust them. And when you begin to trust God in certain areas of your life, what you see is this, God comes through. And you'll consider the great things he's done in your life, and you'll want to see great things continue to be done in your life. I mean, you think about Mary and Martha when they, went to, when they went to Jesus about Lazarus. Why'd they go to Jesus? Because they considered who he was. They considered what he did. They considered what he was doing and what he would continue to do in their midst. And the fourth thing right then is this. When it comes to trusting God, don't run when things get tough. Don't run when things get tough. I, I love that this trust test with Martha. She goes, Jesus, if, if you were here, Lazarus wouldn't have died, but I'm not going to run. I'm not going to fold because I know now that you're here, you can do whatever you want to do because you're the son of God and you can make it happen. You are. You are the resurrection. As Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life. Nobody has this power except through me. I'm the resurrection and the life. I love that Martha recognized this wasn't done. This wasn't over. Romans 8 says this, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. God's working in you and through you today. So trust God because you may not be getting exactly what you want, but God is getting the glory through what he does in your life. I love that, man, when Lazarus was sick and Lazarus died, Jesus goes, he's going to die. But here's why. So that my father can get the glory. Because I'm going to work all things together for my good. So I believe right now, even though things may not be going exactly the way you want them to go through COVID-19, even though things are not going exactly how you planned or how I planned, God's still going to work in the midst of this difficult situation so he can get the glory and his church can rise above it and you and I can stay strong. So the question for us today is this, do you trust him? Are you passing the test? Are you staying strong? Are you staying faithful? Are you planting that faith and watching that trust in the Lord continue to grow in not just one area of your life, but in all areas of your life? Trust Him today. You know, the first area that you trust God in is with your life. I mean, you can't trust God with everything else unless you first trust Him to be in control of your life, to get out of the driver's seat of life, get in the passenger seat and say, Jesus, man, I need you to take control because I can't do this anymore. I believe many of us today, 
you're joining us today and you've never trusted Christ by giving him your life. And I tell you, man, you can do that today. There, there's, a, there's a prayer that we pray that opens your heart's door to Jesus and says, today, I'm trusting you. Today, I'm giving you everything. And if you're, you're joining us today and you've never prayed that prayer and you want me to include you in that prayer today, I mean, just, just raise your hand wherever you are. Just raise it. Just make that action of raise just today. Say, today, it's my day. I'm trusting God. This is one of the first steps of trust is going, today, yes. Just raise your hand wherever you are. Just, just raise your hand. Man, I'm going to pray this prayer, and if you raised your hand, you just pray this prayer out loud with me today, because this is the prayer that changes everything. This is the prayer that builds the trust. This is the, this is the prayer that makes Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Just say this. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, today I give you my life. Today I give you my heart. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my past and make me a brand new person. And as best as I know how, I will follow you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, can we give it up for all those today that prayed that prayer? Man, how incredible is that? I believe that many of you made that decision today to trust God and begin to see God work. I know He will. You're going to begin to see it. Trust me. If you prayed that prayer today, let us know. Man, follow us on, on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, on, just follow on, on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. But man, email us. Let us know. DM us in our, our Anchor Church Instagram. We want to know you made that decision because it was the best decision of your life and you're not doing it alone. We're partnering with you through that. We love you so much. We can't wait to see you again really, really soon. Have a great week.